0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wicked Green Energy with your host, Roxanne Pappas. Roxanne is fighting to bring our troops home from the Middle East and reduce our country's dependence on fossil fuels. As an associate with Viridian Energy, she can provide domestic sources of solar, wind, and water right now to your home or business. On this show... She and her guests explore other cutting-edge ways we can reduce our carbon footprint and preserve vital resources across the globe. Here is your host, Roxanne Huffman.
1: Well, good evening, fellow listeners out there. This is your Wicked Green Energy Lady coming from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. We're just starting to get ready for um, all our visitors to come down. Whether they're staying for the summer or just for weekends, but uh, they're coming, and I invite you to come as well. Okay, I have to apologize for last week. I was had another engagement, and I had to replay my uh, uh, my first green power plan um, uh, uh, discussion. But what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do last week and I'm going to do now is just talk a little bit about the, um, the proponents and opponents of the plan. And hopefully you can decide which way to go. It's, um, uh, it's, it's, quite, a, um, it's quite a thing. But let's do a quick recap. The Clean Power Plant has created a partnership between the EPA the states, tribes, and U.S. territories. And what the plan is, is that by 2030, we're going to be reducing carbon emissions from coal-fired electric power plants by 32% below the 2005 levels. That equates to 840 million tons of carbon emissions and that is equal to the annual emissions from 166 million cars. And that would power also, or could power, 95% of the homes in America. So we're trying to eliminate carbon emissions and turn our, our, um, our direction towards the renewable energies, um, solar, water, and wind. Um, what they're going to do, the EPA has put in some um, protections in this, in this plan. Um, the compliance period for, uh, for this plan begins in 2022, which allows seven years for the planning and early implementation of the plan. This is for all the states. The gradual path, it's a gradual path to 2030 for, to have the final goal. It has multiple compliance options, which, de- depending on the state, the territory, the tribe, uh, whatever, whatever. And it's it, it, the energy efficiency is going to be reducing the carbon emissions load. The plants have to consider the reliability of all of this, and they can amend the state plans to assure that its re, uh, its reliability. And there are safety valves to protect the reliability in unanticipated events. So it, it appears to me that they've looked at the, at the whole thing here, and what I encourage you all to do is go on to the EPA site um, or just go to the Clean Power Plan and look for objective opinions over there so that you can uh, knowledgeably make your decision we have to look towards the best scientists in the world. And according to them, the Clean Power Plan is the only federal policy which is capable of enabling the U.S. to uphold its end of the Paris Climate Agreement talks and to halt the catastrophic consequences of of, uh, climate change. And they're also the scientists have also say, and there's a lot of um, uh, information to substantiate this, that the carbon emissions or the climate change in in um, that we're seeing right now is caused from human activities. Uh, how do we explain the tornadoes that are happening now in Colorado? The snow and hail that's in, in Arizona currently, the wildfires in Alberta, Canada. This this is this is scary stuff, people. I don't remember any such devastation, uh, when I was a kid. Things have progressively changed. Not to the better, I might add. I I don't know if anybody could come up to me and tell me there's a different reason other than climate change, for all these disasters, please, I'm all ears, let me know. I'd love to hear what you have to say. So right now, um, the advocates are equals more than two-thirds of the Americans. 56% of American Republicans would vote for candidates who tackle climate change. And this comes from a Yale University poll. Um, as an aside, I've, this is one of these things where I really wish our congressmen and senators would vote on our behalf for what we, the citizens, want. Anyway, um, the the cleaner the cleaner air uh, means means a number of things. It means fewer trips to the ER. It means 3,600 fewer premature deaths, 90,000 fewer asthma attacks, 1.4 million fewer days when people must limit their activities, for the elderly or those who have asthma, etc. cetera, up to 62,000 fewer cases of respiratory symptoms for the children, up to 300,000 fewer missed school and work days, and the, uh, the list goes on. It uh it just go keeps it going on. Um one of the other positive things is that in the in twenty fourteen renewable energy accounted for thirty eight billion dollars in investments last as I said last year in twenty fourteen. So that would be a good thing. Um there There are going to be additional jobs in the renewable energy field uh, as as long as we're all uh, on on that fast track. and we we should see a good deal of economic growth. Okay, on the opposite change on the opposite end, sorry, we have the opponents. My first guy is my old buddy, Enofe. Of Oklahoma, remember him? He's the um, the fellow who said there was no such thing as global change because he threw a threw a snowball in the Senate. Um, there's a very conservative organization out there called the Heritage Foundation. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce is against this plan, um, and they put out a whole uh, um, report on this. But it has it has been discredited to date. And I don't want to go into details about any of these. Please look them up um, so if, you, if you want to get some additional information. The governors and attorney generals, generals from a number of the coal mining states, those are your opponents, some of them, not all of them. And why are they against it? So they're against it because they say that there are no climate or environmental benefits. They feel that the electric rates are going to go up, that um, we'll have more unemployment, we'll have lower levels of prosperity, we'll have uh, a shortfall of a million jobs and loss of more than $2.5 trillion in GDP, and the other things that really they are against, and it go, it, this is why I asked to really, we should have our congressmen and senators in there in the elected office who, who are concerned about our needs. But we have, I, I found a site called whovotesdirty.com. And in that site, I found that 49 senators who co-sponsored to repeal the, the, um, climate power, the Clean Power Plan, received $52 million from big polluter contributions. Um, and these are guys, you know, the Koch brothers who have theirs the, uh, in the mining companies and all that good stuff. Um, all are Republican, except one Democrat. So they're against the uh, the, the clean power plant because they don't want to lose that money. The GOP appears to trivialize the climate risk, and they feel because it's a divided Senate, divided Congress, that they have to oppose it. They're not listening to their constituents. But over and above that, they're not, they don't have a plan of their own. Oppose it, but come up with something better or something at all. They also feel that the, the U.S. shouldn't be the one who takes the first action instead of other countries. Well, we have to. And given the fact that we did do that, we've got India, China, we've got Brazil all falling into line among, among a ton of other countries to do the same thing. This one I love. We have lower climate sensitivity to CO2. In other words, there's been so much CO2 out there, that, and it's increasing every year, that our sensitivities aren't, aren't as great anymore. So if we continue with the carbon emissions, it's not going to be a problem because we'll just get used to it like we have already. That's a really good one. Okay, so... One of the other things is um, they feel it will, it will ruin the reliability of the grid um, by reorganizing our energy grid, and I'll go into that a little bit later. There's also an issue of the constitutional separation of powers or states' rights as we know it. They don't, states don't want the feds telling them what to do. Now, the shale revolution is driving energy, uh, energy-intensive industries to the U.S., and they feel that with the clean power plant, it will drive these industries away. Well, we've already had uh, billions of um, renewable energy investments, so I don't think that's going to be a real big issue. What is an issue is that the shale revolution, due to its horizontal drilling and hydraulic fracking – a flood of low-cost natural gases hit the market, and that's great. We have a ton of gas, but the issue then becomes, as I've mentioned briefly before, we get that gas through fracking, and that's taking chemicals and water, and uh, blowing them into the into the into the earth in order to release the gas. That's not good for the earth. There's got to be another way. Um, However, having said that, we do have the gas, and that produces 45 less, 45% less CO2 than coal and could provide more jobs, cleaner energy, et cetera. But again, that's not the, that's not the answer because um, fracking is going to create more problems down the road. Wisconsin, they feel that Wisconsin, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, and Illinois would suffer the most because they would lose the manufacturing jobs in, in, their, in their particular districts. We don't need it, evidently, because we've been u- reducing the, the use of coal as, a, as natural gas has gotten cheaper. We've been shuttering the, um, the, the coal mines. But then again, where were the coal miners going? Um, they're not happy about the solar power because nearly all of it they say is heavily subsidized and it's growing rapidly and it's eating into the revenue of the incumbent utilities and they feel the same is true of the wind energy again too much regulation for their uh, for, for them now before I'm going to, I'm going to stop right here for a commercial because I want to talk uh, when I come back about um, uh, 24 states suing the EPA. But hang on for a moment; I'll be right back. Yeah. Have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Canavan. She's an international best-selling author. And Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, Wicked Housewives on com.
0: Kathleen O'Keefe Canavas and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to Wicked Housewives on Cod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Canavas and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their writer's workshop intensive to get writing and get published. Go to Wicked Housewives on CapeCod.com.
1: And we're back and we're talking about the Clean Power Plan and about its opponents and proponents and giving you reasons why on each end here, hoping that you'll make make a decision on your own. Um, So what's happening now is 24 states are suing the EPA, claiming that the plan is unconstitutional, because the feds don't have the authority to regulate the state's carbon emissions under the Clean Air Act, which I'll talk about in just a minute. Now, the lawsuit is there, and on June uh, 2nd, I guess they're going to be determining whether it will be allowed to go forward or not. Uh, It's going to be argued on June 2nd, I guess is, um, is how they say it. Um, in addition to the 24 states are getting the support from the coal industry some utilities um, and the another reason that they're telling us is the carbon emitting fuels such as coal oil and natural gas provided 87% of america's energy needs in the past decade and was and is the overwhelming supplier for over over century now this was this was great during the Industrial Revolution, access to energy was a critical catalyst to improved health, comfort, progress, ingenuity, and prosperity. Um, last time I looked, we're way beyond the Industrial Revolution. We've got far more cars on the road, populations, you name it, we got it. That doesn't even hold water. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a historian, so uh, not uh, not in the least bit. Um, promising as a a reason so as far as now what's interesting is that we have opponents of this lawsuit opponents of the lawsuit now and they come from five power grid experts and they filed arguing in favor of the clean power plant because they're saying that the plan harnesses the power of the most complex machine ever made, which is the U.S. electric power grid. Now, there are three of them, east, west, and in the middle. There are three power grids, and they all inter- the three of them interlock with one another. Um, and I'm not going to get into details because I'm not quite sure I understand how that works, but let's just say that they work together and they've been working fine. Um So as I said, every electric power system in the U.S. is part of the country's three primary electric power grids, each of which is a very complex machine which connects a web of power lines and electric power plants. So what these power grid experts are saying is that the clean power plan harnesses this how should we say, unique interconnectedness of the power grids that helps reduce carbon emissions. They wrote that the grid operators routinely shift between different power plants, coal-fired plants for when demand for electricity is low and natural gas-fired power plants for when the demand is high. The plan will lead to more reliance on national gas power plants and renewable energy while promoting energy efficiency, which you know would probably eliminate any, any blackouts that we might have. Additionally, the Virginia-based Dominion Energy, which used to supply energy for us here in, in Massachusetts, said in a court filing that the clean power plant is compatible with current trends toward additional renewable and natural gas generation. So that's the one thing. The other thing is the I want to bring up the Clean Air Act, which is which was adopted by Congress and signed by Nixon 45 years ago. Now the the Clean Power Plan falls under the 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 Clean Air Act auspices, um, LBJ uh, Linda Mays Johnson alerted Congress to the dangers of carbon emissions and climate change back in 1965. And I, I have nothing to say on that. Uh, it, it's amazing to me. In 1970, the Congress gave the EPA authority to curb pollutants that can change the climate. So that's been in in existence for all these years. It's nothing new. Now, there were some rumblings um, back in 2002, in 2011, and 2014. Um, But the U.S. Supreme Court agreed that in those years, The Clean Air Act gave the EPA authority and the responsibility to limit the emissions of greenhouse gases. So the Clean Power Plan is an EPA regulation issued under the Clean Air Act, which has the force of law. So therefore, they're coming with this lawsuit against it. It's it's already been in place. The Supreme Court has held it up. Presidents have been for it. Um, so that most so again, most most of the Republicans want to block the, the clean power plant and now repeal the Clean Air Act. Um, its its authority over climate changing pollution, but they don't have the votes, and they won't have the votes. States can refuse to adopt one of their state plans, but if they do, then the Clean Power Plan requires the EPA to directly regulate the power plants in that state. Well, states rights, they don't want the feds to tell them what to do. That's not going to be good for them, so they're going to have to comply. Um, We have had opponents and proponents of the Clean Power Plant and the Clean Air Act um, and and under, both, under all administrations dating back to, to Reagan so this is something that has maybe the public hasn't been aware of but it's been being fought in the in Congress for quite some time and it's still there and uh, so I don't think it's going to go anywhere now we go back to the Republicans who are denying climate change and they, they don't think this, the, the, the clean power plant is necessary. But we have to say they've out of step like in a lot of different ways because 60 to 70% of the public backs the clean power plan. In fact, 8 million people, 8 million people wrote letters to the EPA in support. Of the clean power plan, so I it's I get I get a just so astounded and I so sick of proponents and opponents of an issue based on a party. It is not about the Republicans or the Democrats or the Independents. It's about you and me, the people that we live with, the families that we have, and how we can best make this life positive for all of us to come. It's for all of us here, not for uh, not for just just the the, the Congress. Uh, they get a lot of other bennies that we don't. So. Um, I think this is one thing that they can wrap their heads around. Or, as I said before, unless they've got something that, that's uh, that's better, please let us know. I'm 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 happy to investigate that as well. So, um, when I, just uh, just to repeat a little bit here, I would I encourage you all to go onto the EPA site, the Clean Power Plan, uh, Who dot com, the Heritage Foundation. Um, And, of course, once you get into, uh, once you start Googling those things, they'll bring you to everything else. Um, It it would be worthwhile to read what the yeas and nays are saying in here so that you can determine for yourself what it means. However, there's quite a bit of um, uh, reasoning for renewable energy and for getting rid of the carbon emissions. I have to say, I, my daughter has suffers from asthma and, and and a chronically, chronically um, chronic debilit debil- disability. Sorry, based on environmental issues. Um, which, had we done something back in 1965 and 1970, we wouldn't we we wouldn't be in this situation. Um, and as I mentioned last week or last time, an easy way to save money, save your money, save your your green and keep it in your wallet and to do good for the environment is to enroll with a company like Viridian who supplies 50% green to the grid on your behalf. The rates are less expensive and you know that just by enrolling a five-minute job, you will be amongst all the other 300,000-plus customers that we have who are eliminating or who have eliminated over 7 billion pounds of carbon emissions to date. So I'm asking you to decide if you want to be part of the solution or not. It's just all about choices. And on that note, I'm going to end my little diatribe here, or
0: monologue,
1: I should say, And I will see you next time. Bye-bye, folks.
0: Thank you for joining us for this edition of Wicked Green Energy. You may get in touch with Roxanne through her Facebook page, Living It Up Green, or her email, rpapas 7 at gmail.com. That's r-p-a-p-p-a-s-7 at gmail.com joined her every Monday night from 6 to 6.30 Eastern Time right here on the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.